Welcome to the Degrassi Book Club. Two inebriated bibliophiles discuss the teen drama that is the Degrassi Junior High book series. Brought to you by the Degrassi AV Club. Hey everybody, welcome back. Three years later we get an episode of the Degrassi Book Club, Caitlin. Brought to you by the Degrassi AV Club. As always, I'm here with Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello. How are you today? I am allergic, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited that we're finally getting this saga of a book done. Holy moly. I mean, you've heard my every time I open it, fall asleep bit. But so... (laughs) This morning, it was like my computer wasn't starting. I was like, maybe it's telling me something. But Well, because the first time we were just like, no. And then the second time, <laughs> technology, computer says no. And then today, we're just lazy. Yeah, today it's like, I don't want to fall asleep at 10 in the morning. <laughs> but maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, today is the Caitlin book, Hooray! which also has its own cover that they shot for it. Mm-hmm. It's a cute it's cover, cute. too. Um, where's your book from? Uh, my book is from Thrift Books and nowhere else. <laughs> my book is from Mandy Atmall. There's a little name written inside of it. Really? <laughs> yeah, hey, Mandy. <laughs> How does Mandy spell her name? M-A-N-D-Y. Do you want to hear something really secret? It's not secret. That's my middle name. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> not know that. That's oh. my middle name. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to Alice and Mandy you so much now. You should have never told me that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not, but that's okay. It's just Uh, weird to hear because I never, you know, meet Mandy's or anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I did not peg you for a Mandy. No, (laughs) nobody would. (laughs) (laughs) So this book is what, uh, grade seven? Uh Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say something else. Yes. (laughs) I just thought you were going to say boring. (laughs) <laughs> it, it was. Well, we're going to talk about that too, before yeah. we start, too. But, um, but it, so it's grade seven. It's like in the winter. It seems like November-ish, December. Do they talk it's, about it, Mark? Yeah. It's oh. it's cold already. So yeah. I think they talk about December at one point, don't they? So it's I like November, so. December. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, this book, without going into it too much about it, is about Caitlin protesting a nuclear energy factory is that what they're mm-hmm. doing there i can't figure out what they're doing at the place they're protesting <laughs> they're basically um, trying out the storyline for a later claude episode <laughs> right and so that's where yeah, like okay claude or robert who came first chicken or the egg exactly <laughs> um, and then they also talk about if you love this planet um a documentary from short from 1982 with helen caldicott and you did not watch it did you no it was I watched on YouTube and it's her lecture, which is important. It's talking about, you know, nuclear war and how um, if everyone shot off their bombs, we're all going to just die um, with lots of like spliced in footage of like atomic bombs and stuff. Yeah. And it super reminded me of the day after miniseries from the 80s about um, nuclear war. Yeah. Nuclear war was a really uh, prevalent fear in the 80s. Yes, starting in 82 with this documentary and then going all the way up through with all the miniseries and TV specials and the Cold War. Yeah, it was really on the forefront of people's minds. Like even as a kid, you know. Well, I remember after the day after played everyone at school, that's all they were talking about. And we were little. Yeah. Like like I was not even, I don't think middle school by then. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, I remember talking about it. Um, And they also talk about the Green and Common Women's Peace Camp, which is a bunch of women that were, what were they doing, monitoring the disassembly of a nuclear bomb factory or something? 
I, I'm not uh, sure specifically. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, I read this up. book two weeks ago. <laughs> I, was like, I did look this up. Like I was being, I was trying to be reverent to their third participation <laughs> in the world, but I've forgotten it. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I just kept falling asleep. So the fact that I finished was really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you give us the back cover and the about the author? Because I have my book report today. Okay. So, Caitlin. Caitlin knows there's a lot going on with the world she doesn't like. Things like nuclear waste and the hole in the ozone layer. Why doesn't anyone else seem to care? A whole new world opens up when she meets Robert, the guy at the video store with the ponytail and those intense blue eyes. At first, Caitlin isn't sure if she's getting involved because of the issues or just because of Robert. But she knows one thing. She's ready to take a stand on something that matters. When the chance comes up, Caitlin surprises even herself at how far she'll go to prove she wants to make the world a better place. <laughs> um, just so you guys know, we're not sure if it's Robert or Robert. I think both of us decided it was oh, Robert. I'm, I'm sure in my heart it's Robert. <laughs> I am I just 100% sure. feel like it's Robert because I have never met a Claude in my life. Right. So. Well, and the other thing I was thinking as you were reading, I was like, you could just switch everything with Claude. Yeah. Like, except for the blue eyes. And then yeah. it's the same episode. <laughs> yeah, it would be intense brown eyes for Claude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the author is Catherine Dumphy. I forgot. Exactly. You'll go into that now. Yeah, so I was just about to. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> about the author. Catherine Dumphy is a journalist, born, living, and working in Toronto. Kathleen has vague memories. I just did it. Thank you. <laughs> Kathleen has vague... Oh, my God. She has vague memories of her own long-ago days in junior high. I'm not fixing it. A husband, a daughter, and a habit of jogging and losing at tennis. This is her first novel, but not her last. She's currently working on a murder mystery. Very so, easily be Kathleen. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening, I just had her restart that, and then I got in trouble for having her restart that, and then she did it again. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I don't care. I'm going to be Kathleen right now. I don't care. Right. I think it's our trademark to call everyone by the wrong name. Oh, it definitely is. I've already been drinking for half an hour. So Nice. All right. Yeah. The Mandy's coming out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Damn Mandy it. wears sh- like big hair and she's like real loud. <laughs> I should never have said anything. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. This, you're, we're at this. This will be the end of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So... Uh, not our favorite book. No. <laughs> no, it's upsetting how boring some of these books are. I feel yeah. like such an ass saying that, but some are really great though, and so I'm, the I'm okay with it. Bits we get are good. I'm super excited for the next one, which is Wheels. I'm, yes. My copy is brand new. I'm scared to even touch it. It's like oh, perfect. Um, it's totally perfect. I'm like, do I touch it? I don't know, but <laughs> um, I'm thinking there's gonna be good tidbits in there. The tidbits are worth it, but this one was especially um. Boring. The wheels one I did read ahead, and it's lots of outside the school stuff, and nice. so it's good. I Is like Mike it. in it? God, I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, that's not a spoil. That's an exciting <laughs> piece of information. When you read three pages and fall asleep, he'll be in your dreams. <laughs> oh, as long as he's um, narrating them, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I don't want. All right, should I do my book report? I think you should. All right, so I'm going to do my book report. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, the title is A Degrassi Book, Caitlin, by Catherine Dumphy. Um, my main character is Caitlin. She's an eighth grade political activist. She's a liar and a promise breaker. 
Oh. <laughs> she and her new friends are going to protest the local nuclear power plant with banners made of sheets and old tents. <laughs> Susie, Caitlin's friend who moved away and has a whole new look and style, is one of the minor characters. Joey Jeremiah is a kid she goes to school with, and they're paired up for a school assignment. Robert, the older politically active movie store clerk, in the 90s, this was a cool job so <laughs> to have, so Robert is clearly very awesome. Another minor character is Karen, a gothy-smoking college girl that actually seems interested in politics. Oh, so summary time. God, these notes yeah. are so old. I, d- I don't know who wrote these. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's been weeks that we've been trying to do this, so <laughs> forgive us. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin invite the, invites the girls over for a sleepover, only to ruin it with a movie about nuclear bombs. <laughs> Melanie sensibly just wants to watch Dirty Dancing. Duh. <laughs> Caitlin starts hanging out at a dirty apartment that is possibly a squat where people smoke cigarettes and talk about political action, but oh, they don't God. do much in the way of action. It's like the food, bo- not bombs house. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> they do, however, paint some sheets and Karen gets a real press release together. <laughs> oh, that's impressive, Karen. Yep. She's an influencer now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> They begin their protest, and due to poor planning, they're all arrested. Caitlin's dad finds this to be hilarious. (laughs) Which makes me like Caitlin's dad. Yes. (laughs) My favorite part of the book is when Susie comes back to visit for the sleepover, and we find out what she's been up to. Um, And so this will lead me to my page 31, which is the paragraph to read. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was also my other paragraph, so I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Okay. All right. So chapter four, page 31. She was here at last, walking through the front door, grinning just the way she used to when she'd pulled off another A. Susie, Caitlin squealed. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Running towards her friend, her best friend. Then she stopped. Oh, your hair is great. Like it? It's the new me, said Susie with a wave of her hand. I figured I had to do something to make these Markham kids notice that there's a new girl in town. She grinned. And they've noticed all right. She strutted through the front hall, showing off her new look. She'd cut her curls and shaved her hair close to her head on the sides. It looked a bit like Grace Jones' square cut, only prettier, Caitlin thought, staring at her friends. I can't picture Susie with short hair. Me neither. Also, with the Grace Jones square cut, because all I see are like, I'm picturing like the Grace Jones... Grace Jones cheekbones <laughs> yes. and like her intense, intense look. I and that's just not Grace very Jones, like it's just profile. not easy to me. Yeah. I'm thinking the profile shot with the really heavy blush. Like, yeah, that's, right. that's yeah. what I'm picturing too. Well, and, and the, the heavy lipstick that, and like yeah. And she's wearing riding boots and tight pants. Yeah, I just yeah, Susie's got a whole new look. She's got a whole new look. I mean, I would love to see it. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, like, but I'm not sure I believe it. Right. <laughs> but I would love to see it. Yes. All right. That's my book report. I think you get a shocking A+. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I just say shocking because that seems to be our grade now. It's yeah, so it's, out of it, the norm. <laughs> it's so out of the norm. <laughs> you stayed awake long enough to write... A book report. <laughs> I, I read this book twice, actually. <laughs> so. That's impressive. Yeah. I just sticky noted it and then went through all my sticky notes and wrote notes about them. <laughs> that's that's about all I could do. So should we just start in on things we don't know then? Yeah, because, well, we learned a bunch of things we didn't know. We, there's more quotes on this one than things we don't know, but yeah, that's let's do true. it. 
Well, the first thing we didn't, well, the first thing I didn't know was that grammar is just questionable, um, that you don't need an editor. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm do they even list an editor on these? Oh, I have no idea. I, that's what I was just thinking. It's like our cover photo is done by Janet Webb, but they can't that. have done, they can't have an editor. No. With well, no, because you're about to prove it. So with go what ahead. I'm about to read. So, <laughs> yeah. right at the beginning of chapter three, Caitlin slammed her locker door. She slipped on her earphones and turned up the volume. She would done it. Melanie was coming to the pajama party. What the hell does that mean? I don't <laughs> she know. Would, she would done it. <laughs> it's <laughs> driving me crazy. I can't, because that's the other thing is I can't even figure out what they mean by it. Yeah, was it she would do it? She would have done it? Like, I just, I don't know. No, makes no I sense. I don't know. <laughs> it, like, there's all the combinations of how that sentence could be worded make no sense in this context. So nope. I'm thrown for a loop. I know. Catherine Dumphy sounds like us. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I know when you said me like, oh, I'm editing. How does this sound? And I'm like, well, sounds like I don't know how to do grammar. Grammaring? No. <laughs> I can't work today. Yeah. I can't grammar ever. It's just obvious when I'm drinking, grammar is not a thing. Not a thing. Fine. not a thing. It's not a thing. It's okay. All um, right. So here's You're another up. thing we didn't know. Yeah. Um, and this is on page 77, and I really like this one. Something caught her eye. She made a clucking sound. It was the front page, just as Mr. Radich had ordered. A huge drawing of the Degrassi sweatshirt. He wanted everyone to come to the dance and order. Caitlin looked at it closely. Not bad. Who'd he get to draw this? She asked Trish. Diana. Good, isn't it? Diana's an artist. She's an illustrator. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That one makes me really happy. I'm like, ah, oh. we got Yay. a couple good Diana-isms in this book, and I'm into it. Yeah, anything Diana is good. Yeah, agreed. Speaking of books that weren't written and should have been written. No shit. That would have been the she best wasn't there long ever. enough. Yeah, it still would have been such a good book. Well, she was there the whole time. She's she was actually, just yeah, actually, background yeah. for a long background. time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I... I think that somebody should write a Nancy book and somebody should write a Diana book. Or maybe we should just open up like fan fiction where people can write stories. Yeah. Oh, that would make that maybe so bringing happy. up like encouraging fan fiction. And I'm like, oh, I've never know. even read fan fiction. That's the best part. I mean, I've read like a teeny bit here and there, but I think I just want these stories that we never got. Yeah. I Yes. Just to find out what happened. Yeah. And I All can't right. write, but I want somebody else to write. <laughs> So on page 84, we find out that Caitlin's afraid of Liz. Yeah, she should be, but go on. <laughs> so this is when they're at the dance and uh, Liz went with Joey. Um, and Joey says, are we ready to, to boogie? He yelled. Come on, what are we waiting for? Melanie threw Caitlin a look of sympathy as Snake pulled her onto the floor. Liz coolly looked over at Caitlin. Nice belt, she said. The grade nine girl with the punk haircut and sardonic mouth had always intimidated Caitlin, but she managed to stammer her thanks. Get it, Liz. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice belt, I guess. (laughs) As we see later, Melanie, I mean, Melanie, what the frick? Caitlin deserves that. (laughs) Oh, Liz. Um, Oh, I'm up again. You are. Yeah, all right. 
So in the in the book, they protest the nuclear um, factory, and Caitlin gets arrested. That's <laughs> great. Yes, and um, you know, in the Claude episode, you know, they talk about her mom being an activist, and her dad is too. And she and, gets arrested. <laughs> right. So they're protesting that they're using tritium. Do you know what that is? I don't know. I looked it up. I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. right. I did look it up though. This is when um, she's been brought home after being arrested. So, said her father, settling himself on the couch, tell me everything you know about tritium. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, this is no time for jokes, Caitlin's mother said sharply. But Caitlin smiled at her father. Thank goodness he was teasing her. (laughs) Oh, Caitlin's dad. Always the jokester about arrests. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to hide something else, which we'll find out later about later. We will learn about it at a later point. So here's a... uh What what were you saying? He does it again on 152. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Her father burst into the kitchen. Three newspapers were under his arm. Well, my girl, he said cheerfully, you made two out of three. Not the front page, mind you. In fact, you might have said it's buried in the back pages, but at least you made the papers. I love that. So good. (laughs) I love it. He's so proud of her. He's like, awesome. (laughs) That's a good parent. Yeah, they, ask they, me. they support her political activism. Yeah, and also torture her with it. So yeah. it's a win-win. <laughs> Page 157 at the bottom, we get, I found a big tidbit that we did not know. Um, Caitlin was, she's back at school. So Caitlin was too surprised to say anything. Mr. Radich knew about the Greenham common women too. I was arrested once, he said suddenly. You were, Caitlin gasped. Mr. Radich nodded. In university, we found out the university had shares in a huge company that manufactured some of the weapons they were using in Vietnam in the war there. I know what it's like to believe in something. What I'd forgotten was, kids these days believe in things too. Can you believe it? Radich was arrested? Radich was a political activist who was arrested. Arrested. (laughs) I can't even believe it. In his Miami Vice suits, that man, you just would (laughs) never expect that he was arrested one day. I don't think he'd be wearing Miami Vice suits in college yet. No, he wasn't. (laughs) But now I can picture him wearing like suede vests with fringe and bell bottoms. Well, and it sort of makes sense that like he's in charge of the newspaper and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's political. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. See, once again, there's more things we like in it than we do than we realized. It's true. I think the hashing <laughs> over when we really talk about the books is when we learn that maybe they made us sleep a few times, but they're really not that bad. <laughs> I know because we have sixty-seven quotes coming up. Oh boy! Maybe. All right. Okay. So um, we have a bunch of quotes, and you go first, don't you? Yes. Oh, you're, I you're do. On page three. Right at the beginning, of course. I'm like, this in the minute you jump in, I'm like, oh, I got something. (laughs) (laughs) So at the beginning of the book, they're at school, and Caitlin is the editor of Degrassi Digest, and she, of course, just wants her issues on the cover. Uh, Nothing anybody else will do is ever going to be as important as what she does. So (laughs) on page three, she's talking to Mr. Radich. Uh, Caitlin's head shot up. She'd won. She'd won. Kathleen glared at her through narrowed eyes. I love that because I can visualize it. (laughs) But Mr. Radich continued, I don't believe Caitlin's stories about the chemicals in our drinking water is front-mage material either. It's not the kind of story we want in every issue of the Digest. We need to have a good mix. But this is important, Caitlin blurted. She sounded weak and whiny but she couldn't stop herself. 
being digressed to just editor was all she ever wanted. And now after just two editions, Mr. Radish was taking over, taking this decision away from her and her staff. Oh, I just love hearing about how she's weak and whiny. I, and they just how, like her cover is always the most important. Like always, 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 yeah. always. Caitlin's more important than anybody else. <laughs> All right, just... so she's mad because Radich has said the cover is going to be these Degrassi sweatshirts that they're selling. That I want one of. I want one too. Yeah, and they're going to be promoting the dance. And Joey's arranged for a DJ. Uh, Murray Cram from CRAZ, CRAZ, yeah, CRAZ. Um, and uh, he's going to DJ the dance or something like that. And Kathleen is not believing it. <laughs> oh, of course not. No, <laughs> Kathleen so. doesn't believe anything unless she's done it because she's the only one that can accomplish things as well. So agreed, <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> All right, he's my man. He said he'd do it for me. Sure, Joey. Kathleen sounded disgusted. The most popular DJ in town is your best friend. And I hung out with Madonna. Ooh, burn. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute burn. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Am I up again? No, you're Um, up. I'm up. And it's, we're just, you know, really hitting it on. Uh, right off the bat here, because uh, yeah. page five, we're really just going page by page. Oh, we like page five a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caitlin shot a surprise look at our teacher. He looked as pleased as Joey. So this is what he cares about, she thought. Not the quality of water we drink. We're going to make the best dance Degrassi ever had. The young, intense English teacher continued. Oh, Radish, just being described as the young, first off, intense English teacher. <laughs> But I was thinking about this too, and if you look at him in the first season, uh-huh. I mean, because he's been in the whole span of the show. Yes, he has. Um, but he is a young teacher then. He's probably about 26 when oh, he God, started. He was so old when we were kids, though. Yeah, I, I always, and he's, and when we met him in real life, and his hands are giant, and he is a giant man, I was yeah. like, yeah. I forgot about those big hands. <laughs> yeah, that was, was crazy. Both of us yeah. were like, oh my God. <laughs> Don't hit me. <laughs> but, um, but no, he was, yeah, he was totally just a young teacher then. It was cute. God, weird, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just always been older than me, so older. <laughs> yeah, but he's actually, if we probably thought he's like not that much older than us. <laughs> yeah, well, now he, yeah, yeah. we're just going to stop. <laughs> All right. So depressing. <laughs> Page 13, we get a little bit of foreshadowing. Sure do. Um, Caitlin's um, at home with her mom. Caitlin bit her lip. Not a great time to tell her mom about her own Degrassi digest troubles. With a sigh, she took a tray of pork chops out of the refrigerator. Dad home for dinner tonight, she asked. No, her mother snapped. Since her mother had started her new job, Caitlin's dad was spending more time at the tennis club. Yikes. Yep, we, we know, know what that is. is. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that is. Yeah, it seems like Caitlin's mom knows too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's that dumb. I really don't. At the tennis club, I bet he's like, like with hooking up with the pro. Like he has like a trainer. Oh, oh yeah. Who does the affair end up being? I forget who it is. Isn't it his secretary actually? I think it's a secretary. I yeah. Yeah. But they could be playing tennis together. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. Probably not, yeah. though. <laughs> Another fun fact about me, I worked at a little tennis club in high school. When I was thinking about it, you were talking about the tennis club last time, like one of the last episodes, I just episode somewhere out of order. I was like, oh, tennis club. That's where I would watch um, No Whammies, No Whammies, No Whammies, Stop. Oh, yeah. 
before. That's a good when, show. Well, and that's what because that was when I was on junior varsity, and varsity would practice first, and then I made varsity. And I was mad because I would miss press your luck. <laughs> oh, press your luck. Wait, varsity? What tennis? Tennis. Yeah, oh, I did not know this about you. Mm. Yeah, I we talked about my tennis instructor picking me up in his MG when I was young. <gasps> totally. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> Maybe I put that out of my mind because it was a little Colby-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So on page 19, mm-hmm. um, Caitlin's mom wants her to have a sleepover, a pajama mm-hmm. party. Um, she's going to talk about who she wants to invite. Pajama party? Caitlin managed a weak smile for her mother, but inside she fretted. Who was she supposed to ask? Besides Susie, that is. Kathleen? Last year they had sort of been friends, but not this year since the fight over the Digest article. Trish? Trish was only in seventh grade. Melanie? Caitlin frowned a little, then her face cleared. Maybe Melanie. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. She has no one to hang out. And she's like, mm, I guess I can hang out with these people. I guess I can hang out with Melanie. She seems all right. <laughs> this is when they're really pushing the Caitlin-Melanie friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make it a thing. No, I it's know. not. It's not. So right below that, I don't even know oh. what's happening here. But yeah. we got a Caitlin wait up. Even through Tanita Takiram's smoky voice in her headset, Caitlin could hear what sounded like her name being called. Probably the wind. She checked her notebook. The story on the dance and the sweatshirt was still there and quickened her pace. The sooner she got to school, the sooner she could turn it in and the sooner it would be out of her life. Caitlin slowed down for crying out loud. It was Melanie, face flushed, gasped from running. Oh my God. So poor Melanie. Probably <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> probably the wind, first off. Right. But like, so, Tanita so, Takiram, I had to look her up. Tikaram, yes. I don't know. I had to look her up because. Yeah. I all about music at this point in my life. Yeah. And who is this poor woman's Ani DeFranco? Like what what's going on here? Because you poor know that's Because you know that's who Caitlin would have listened to if she mm-hmm. was in the States. You know? I'm like, what, this is what is this? <laughs> what what is this? The music of Degrassi is questionable. Many it times. sure is. And I'm sure people are gonna be upset with us for saying that, but <laughs> I hope you uh, Tanita T- T- Kiram emails you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to be introduced to Tanita Takiram's music. Neither of us can say her name. I'll give you her phone number. <laughs> can someone pronounce it for us? Thank you. I know, right? We're probably also mispronouncing it, being totally rude. Oh, I can guarantee we're mispronouncing it because I can't even figure out how to read right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, because you're up on page 33. No. Uh-uh. You've got 21 before that. Oh, I do. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, this just didn't make sense. You're just jumping around. All right. It, yeah, because um, I always think that Caitlin was way out of Joey's dating league. But Obviously. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to think that way. No, she's got no self-esteem, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Very confusing. Yeah. All right. So it actually starts on page 20. Caitlin couldn't imagine spending a whole evening with a boy. What would they talk about? And Joey? Just because he'd asked her to the dance last year didn't mean she had a crush on him. But Caitlin had to admit that of all the boys she knew, Joey was the one who was always laughing or joking around. At least there wouldn't be any of those awful silences. Ugh, awful. (laughs) I don't think Joey wants to go anywhere with me, she pulled a face. Joey's hot. I just get red in the face. Joey's cool. I'm plain cold. Joey thinks he's hip. I know I'm zip. Oh, God. <laughs> Who wrote this? Catherine um, Dumphy. Catherine Who are Dumphy. you? <laughs> <laughs> Is she 95? I'm confused. <laughs> I, I 
don't remember if I looked it up on this one or not, but yeah, I was like, wait, I'm Zip. I was like, this is the late eighties. No, yeah, saying that <sighs> it's yeah, it's bad lingo, bad lingo. It, it, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What so, are you doing on page 23? Oh, I'm doing my girl, Kathleen. Ooh. From the back of the room, Caitlin could hear Kathleen titter. Poor Joey. That's awful to have to study with Caitlin. <laughs> she sneered in a voice loud enough to carry to the four corners of the classroom. Oh, I just love it. Joey has to study with Caitlin because he's not passing. But yeah, Kathleen they, they... has to get in a snark of somebody having to hang out. And also, can I just talk about, um, like, Joey's bad at school, so they set him up with the best girl in school to help him out? Like, well, why can't she get a reasonable partner who's good at school? <laughs> yeah, well, because she's apparently the one that has to babysit him. It's not yeah. It's not right. Well, but actually, it ends up that she ends up bailing on the assignments, which is a little surprising, too. It's very surprising. Yeah, because she's a liar. But, you know, Arthur does their French homework, so... Does she can't even ever do homework? Does she just like whip her hair around and her homework gets done everywhere? Well, she did a lot of studying in the the research room, uh, that's <laughs> the reference true. center. The I'm reference. just calling it's the library. She was in the stacks. I'm not good at calling it anything other than the library. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a library. It's a goddamn <laughs> like, library, people. <laughs> yeah, it's like the media resource center. It's like it's the library. Calm down. It's the library. <laughs> Which I love. No, I obviously love libraries. All right. Are you up on 33? Oh, I sure am. Look at that. I forgot about Look that. There. <laughs> we're hey. doing a book. Oh, is that what <laughs> we're doing? Oh, Caitlin. Oh, I fell asleep. I'm just trying to control my allergies. <laughs> so here's some lovely fun. Is this at the slumber party? I don't even know, but all the girls are there. So I have to have Joey as a study partner. Uh, that's all, Caitlin explained to Susie. He's pretty hopeless at French and math. Susie made her mouth hang open on purpose. Joey? Joey Jeremiah? The short guy with the dumb shirts and the skateboard? Joey F for flirt Jeremiah? That one? That one? <laughs> that one, said Melanie and Kathleen together. Except it's Joey F for flunk Jeremiah, Kathleen added. He's in our class now, and he's still a pain in the class. <laughs> so good. It is really good. I think that's our favorite quote. <laughs> I definitely think that's my favorite quote. <laughs> All Good right. Stuff. So at the sleepover, she shows them the um, Caldecott documentary. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the girls are sort of not into it because they are at a sleepover and they're not happy. So page 36. Boo, said Melanie. I want Patrick Swayze, not her. <laughs> Whoever she is. <laughs> My girl, Melanie. <laughs> She's this woman who's a doctor and who goes all over the world talking about how we're all going to die, said Kathleen. Caitlin, I really don't think we need to see this. This, Besides, I don't believe what she says will happen. Not now that the Russians are into peace and being friendly with the West and even letting a McDonald's restaurant open in Moscow. Oh, yeah. Once you let McDonald's in, it's peace from there on out. But that was so 80s, like, like Moscow, like having a McDonald's was like a big deal, letting in like other, like, you know, cop capitalist businesses. But it also made me remember those books. Um, do you remember the Day in the Life books? No. And it was just photographs from all over the world, and it was like day in the life. Uh-uh. Oh, it, it, it'd be like photographers like did one day, and it was all these pictures from everywhere. And I like 99% remember that there was like a picture of a McDonald's in Russia. That was like a huge deal. I bet there was. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, 
On another yeah. note, on page 37, we're still at the slumber <laughs> party, and Su- Caitlin lay awake. She could hear the soft breathing of her three friends sleeping near her. Susie was beside her on the pull-out couch. Melanie had stretched out her long frame on the other couch, and Kathleen was on the floor. She said she needed strong support for her back. <laughs> Is Kathleen a fucking vampire? Like, what? It's, she needs strong support for her back. It's so Kathleen. Like, I'm going to sleep on the bed of nails over here, guys. Right. <laughs> Watch me do it. <laughs> I'm doing it. This is for my back. Oh my god. I love how they put that in there. It's like just like a little extra dig it's on so her rigidity. <laughs> like I guess they had to figure out where she was gonna sleep, but couldn't they be like she just brought a sleeping bag? Like, yeah. The she was stuck on the floor. Like, Not that she needed to fix her scoliosis. Yeah. Like, like what teenager needs something for their bad back that's not like an athlete? <laughs> Ooh. Well, no, she's not dating Scott here, so she's not bruised. Exactly. Goodness. Oh, um, God. Wait, oh, you're up on page 43? I am, and I'm not quite sure why, but I'm going to read it and we'll you find either. out. I don't have a post-it in there at all. <laughs> I have a post-it, and then I'll tell you what the post-it says once I read this part. So um, he put his... Oh, here, I know exactly what it is. Okay. So oh, yeah. Caitlin is in the um, the movie store. So he put Where his Robert hand. Works. Yes, he put his hand on her shoulder and led her towards a chair near the TV set. Then he vaulted onto the counter and sat on it, facing her. He seemed a much nicer, friendlier person now. You've got a little more to say than dirty dancing, eh? He smirked. My friends didn't think so. Caitlin said, glumly, not daring to look at him. You're not like your friends, he said quietly. Caitlin's head shot up. How did he know that? Most high school <laughs> kids don't want to watch anything like that. They don't want to know what people like Caldecott are saying. He continued. Caitlin nodded. It is scary what she says. Oh my God. She was not going to tell him she was in high school, was only 14. So what I I wrote for this was creepy older dude comments. Creepy older dude (laughs) flashing the knuckle on the counter. Yeah. (laughs) um, And I like that there's just a chair there that they are randomly like having people sit down and watch movies on. Well, I think if you work in a video store in the 90s, a good yeah. portion of your day is just watching movies. Just sitting and rewinding tapes. Yeah. We've all seen <laughs> Clerks. Be kind, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, I have another one on page 54 that I wrote oh. Caitlin is a weenie for. Nice. Um, and this is when oh, Caitlin, yeah. Yeah, Caitlin goes to meet Robert. Yeah. Um, so is it a squat the, or an apartment? I th- They make it sound like a squat, so I'm not right. sure. Okay. Um, it used to be a store window, but now there was a curtain pulled shut across it. All that could be seen was one abandoned pillow. So filthy, Caitlin couldn't tell what color it was. Nice. Caitlin <laughs> shivered again. This was a horrible place. What was she doing here? She felt something move to one side of her. She screamed. Her heart pounded and her whole body jumped. A tabby cat lazily detached itself from her leg, pranced over her books, and with an arrogant flick of the tail, strutted towards the door, which Caitlin hadn't noticed before. It was set back between a grubby window and a bleak brick building with hand-scrawled signs saying shipping and receiving around back. So I really I really enjoy that cat moment, but I still don't know if he's squatting or what. So Yeah, like I can't tell. I'm like, is this like a warehouse or a house? Like, but yeah. they do give an address, so we'll have to check it out. <laughs> that's, that's true. We can Google map things now. <laughs> yes, we can. All right. What have we got on? Oh, page 57. Okay. Uh-huh. So she meets, um, she goes with Robert to his like political group. And there's two other women who are part of it, Karen and Deborah. 
Yes. Um, and they, I think, are every awesome gothy girl that I ever knew in high Absolutely. school. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, page 57. Karen, on the other hand, was not even pretty. Her nose was too long and her face too narrow, but she was dramatic. She had on a floor-length, full, hooded black robe. Caitlin stared at it. Someone had cut the arms out. Otherwise, it looked like something a monk might have worn a long, long time ago. Even though it was almost winter, Karen's arms were bare. The better to show off her long, lime green painted fingernails. She had short hair that had been dyed that strange jet black that was supposed to look phony. Her skin was very white, and her eyes looked big and black because she circled them with coal. She had also had on bright red lipstick and wild skeleton earrings that brushed her shoulders. I want to be her. Do you know what makes me, the earrings make me think of those like really cheap Halloween skeleton earrings. Oh yeah. And she's just wearing them year round. Oh, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, You kids don't know what it was like before Hot Topic. I know. It's true. We had to buy everything at Halloween time. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to Party City. (laughs) So, well, this continues on page 58. Are you going to read that or should I? Uh, You go ahead. You do it. Okay. Karen bent down to pick up a book of matches she dropped, and Caitlin's gaze followed her. She could hardly believe her eyes. Karen was wearing Doc Martens, the thick round-toed boots with colored laces. Caitlin chewed on her lip. Skinheads wore Dr. Martens. And so, I just said doctor. And so did a lot of those kids who swarmed other kids in the malls and stole their leather jackets. Relax, Caitlin told herself. These are Robert's friends. Karen wouldn't be a skinhead. I wore. Ain't nobody want your crappy people for peas jacket, Caitlin. Calm down. Seriously, I wore Doc Martens all through high school. I still wear Doc Martens, and I am not a skinhead. And it never occurred to me that only skinheads could wear Doc Martens at some point. I mean, at this time it was very eighties and that sort of like ska skinhead type time. But yeah, but a lot everyone of people, seemed to wear them. And everybody wore them. And no one was stealing your leather jackets. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe at the Eaton Center. I don't know how it was in Canada, but... I don't know. And nobody, you're right. Nobody wants her people for peace uh, no, jacket. No one wants that with those giant buttonholes in it. No problem. You're yeah. Fine. It's like yeah. one of those... What was the store at the mall that had like the leather jackets? Uh, Wilson Suede and Leather? Oh, God. <laughs> Can you smell that? Yes. It's a terrible smell. <laughs> yes. It's a very terrible smell. Oh, all right. Um... Page 59. Yeah, it was mesmerizing. Caitlin had never seen anyone so fluid. She moved like a slow stream of water. As she stared, thinking at the beautiful older girl, her heart stank. Oh, it sank. (laughs) (laughs) Deborah was turning the full blast of her beauty onto Robert. Her green cat-like eyes glittered. Her smile beckoned. So this was the come-hither look her father sometimes joked that her mother had used to get him to marry her. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin and that come-hither look. The good. Well, speaking of Caitlin's looks, <laughs> I'm up on page 81. So, um, were they getting ready for the dance? Mm-hmm. And uh, Melanie's come over to help her get dressed. And Oh, no, she's gone to Melanie's house, right? Yes. Uh, okay. The dance started in one hour. She was dreading it. She glanced at Melanie's full-length mirror and frowned. Maybe she should have worn a whole bunch of bracelets just like Deborah, or done something wild like paint her nails green like Karen. So wild. (laughs) (laughs) 
But all she had done was put on a wide silver belt over the same black knit dress she wore everywhere and piled her hair up at the back. Did it make her look a little older? So it's nice that they did write about that knit dress that we see Caitlin in all I know. the time. All the time. <laughs> and I'm just hoping that it wasn't her dress in real life. So on page 82, we see her just be an asshole. Wait, and actually, wait, can we back up? Yes. <laughs> and I also understand the comfort of a knit dress that's just nice and you just want to wear it every day. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. As a practical person in the world, I get your comfy outfit. So Yeah, I understand. Completely horrible if it is her dress in real life. <laughs> God, I hope not. It is. How could it not be after I said that? (laughs) Page 82. Page 82. So Melanie's getting ready. Um, Well, you are 14, answered Melanie. You want to look like Joey's mother? Help me decide which one to wear. She held up two hangers. One was a wild neon orange overblouse Caitlin had never seen before. On the other hung a huge men's striped cotton shirt. The kind of thing Melanie wore to school a lot. Where'd you get that one? Caitlin pointed to the orange shirt shading her eyes it's my mom <laughs> said melanie do you think it's too much no wear it it's great caitlin said she loved it besides if melanie wore it no one would notice dowdy caitlin next to her in the boring black dress what an asshole <laughs> should i wear the cute trendy like oversized men's shirt or this gross orange mom dress yeah what do you oh, think yeah, the orange the orange <laughs> definitely wear the orange <laughs> where the where the orange snake loves orange. Oh, snake does love orange though. True. You know, he really does. <laughs> no, it's no one would notice the dowdy black dress next to her. No, because you've blinded them with the orange dress that you're shielding your eyes for. <laughs> I know, it's awful. You know, they make Caitlin pretty nasty in this book. So there's a, yeah, there's some kind of judgy things she says that are a little bit rough yeah i feel like the author has like a vendetta against her or something it's really the, weird the author is not a fan of hers yeah i'm like well maybe i could have picked somebody a little nicer to write this story <laughs> maybe you called in Catherine ellis yes, seriously well speaking of clothes we're gonna bounce to page 106 yeah um so caitlin is meeting karen at the downtown library because they're gonna do stuff <laughs> well they're at the university library researching stuff okay thank you i knew you could go into that further yeah. it's been a few weeks i've read a couple books in between so yes. <laughs> um in the hushed reading area unrelieved by color karen's strange black hair and powdered white face may have well been flashing lights she was that noticeable hi caitlin slid into the empty chair next to her pushing aside something heavy woolen and black on the table to make room for her knapsack and papers hey that's my cloak, Karen squawked, grabbing it and tracking it back. <laughs> Across the table, a scholarly man in a wire-rimmed glasses looked up from his foreign newspaper and frowned at the girl. Karen made a face. What do you say we go to the restaurant? We can work on it there. Couple paragraphs later, from under her cloak, she thrust at Caitlin some of the newspapers and magazines she had stealthily taken from the table. Aren't we supposed to keep them in the reading area, Caitlin gasped? Karen rolled her eyes. We'll return them all right. She said as the elevator doors open, she walks swiftly to the restaurant area. I just can't even believe it. So she's got this cloak and she stole from the library. I think she really would return them, though. She would, but I I still don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like it. <laughs> I did that at my library. We have um, like an automatic barcode checkout thing. Yeah. And I got a receipt and I took out like four or five books or whatever. Uh-huh. And I used it as a bookmark. And I was like, oh, 
apparently I just wrote one of these books in the thing. Oh, but you returned it. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But the beeper didn't go off or anything when I left the library. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Don't tell people. (laughs) Well, we just told everyone. (laughs) All right. So page 126, um, they're getting ready for the protest and they're using sheets to make some uh, banners to talk about tritium or whatever the hell. Yeah. Page 126. A work of art, Karen pronounced, as the four of them stood in line admiring it. Yeah, Robert laughed, taking a swipe at the the streak of green on the side of Caitlin's nose with a rag soaked in paint remover. (laughs) Caitlin squealed and ducked. (laughs) Maybe he thought she had blackheads he needed to clear up as well. (laughs) I just can't. I was like, oh, here, let me use some paint thinner on your face. (laughs) I think they're making it. Like, to see, like, he's, like, flirting with her. But, no, please don't rub caustic chemicals on my face. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's not. That's That'd be really great. <laughs> no, not good. good. Oh, there's some more notes about fashion. This is a fashion book, I guess. It is a fashion decided. book. Thank yeah. God, because it's one of my favorite subjects in this series. Of well, I think because it's, like, late 80s goth a lot. So we're yeah. both very excited by I this. I know. <laughs> it's true. Both of us are like, yes! <laughs> so, page 131. Caitlin looked at Karen. She had on a black woolen hat pulled low over her head, covering all her hair and making her face look even paler. Its toque was so long it went halfway down her back. The pom-pom on it was day-glow orange. So were her gloves. Everything else was pitch black. Except her bright orange lipstick. Karen had amazing flair, even now, Caitlin thought. (laughs) You know, I'm picturing great flair as well. I'm picturing a very realistic goth look where your options are limited and you do have to use this orange lipstick or put like liquid eyeliner on your lips. I I know. Options were really limited back then. Like if I wanted to wear sparkly nail polish, I literally had to go to the children's store and buy Tinkerbell nail polish. Right. Because they just didn't have cool nail polish colors. And that's what I did. We sort of always, like, rag on Spike when she does, like, the granny goth thing. Yeah. But that was, like, another thing that people did, too. Like, they would just, like, buy those, like, flowy neck and collar shirts from, like, the Goodwill from the old lady section. Yeah. And then just, like, dye them black. Exactly. (laughs) Or, like, you'd go to Goodwill and you and all your friends would just dye stuff black in a big bucket or pan together. Oh, my God. Yeah. In the bathtub and stay in your tub because it was before soft scrubs. So (laughs) it didn't come out very well. And then mom would not be happy. (laughs) And then you were not happy. All right. So final quote. I can't believe it. I know. I didn't. We got there quicker than I thought. But even though I was I look at the timer, it's not quicker than I thought. (laughs) But oh, well. All right. So um, they set up their protest camp. And Caitlin goes onto the campus of the nuclear factory. And she's going to fly her some people. And Karen's going to. Uh, drop the banner and everyone's going to see as the school buses are coming in with their field trips and stuff like that. Yeah. And so... uh, What a weird school trip, by the way, but go on. Well, I guess it's to an electrical factory, so it makes sense, but we just wouldn't really do that now, I don't think. Like, I think in the 80s, going to a nuclear factory would be exciting to go see. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd be nervous, but... (laughs) Yeah, like, that doesn't sound great to me, but proceed. (laughs) All right. So, um... Karen was pointing at her now, waving even more animatedly. Caitlin turned around. The first tour was leaving the center. People were walking towards the minivan. Without thinking, Caitlin ran towards them, waving her flyers. 
They stared, quickening their pace to reach the van before her. A few stopped long enough to read Karen's banner. So, like, the last thing you want at, like, a nuclear, like, power plant is someone running towards you, like, shaking things at you. Oh, yeah. It's like the Nana at the abortion clinic. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to talk to you. You look crazy. Oh, my God. (laughs) That actually reminds me. So, yesterday, I went out to run an errand in the morning, and I came home, and there were um, door-to-door solicitors at my neighbor's house. And I saw them and I was like, oh, shit. You know, it looked like they were wrapping up their conversation. I was like, Uh I got to get in the house fast. And I did a full on like horror movie, like run to the door with my keys really fast, trying to get in the door. Dropping the keys. (laughs) Wondering why Josh wasn't answering the door. I was like, no, no. (laughs) And I get in the house and I'm all pissed off that Josh doesn't open the door. And then I realize he's not there. But like I get in, I slam the door closed and I locked it and I immediately texted my neighbors. I'm like, don't answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Well, they caught my poor neighbor. I felt so uh-huh. bad for her. But I was like, it was full on like, oh, no. Oh, no, no. And I was like, I just really had like a horror movie moment because I didn't want to talk to solicitors. Oh, God, no. I'm so glad. Like, because we're on, we're in a, we live in a community. And so it's uh, only people who are supposed to come by come by. Yeah. And if someone randomly comes by, like one of the grumpy old men, myself, uh, yes. out on the sidewalk, like, you can't be here. <laughs> Love it. Well, yeah. I'm super annoyed. It's been the last few weeks. And I'm like, I don't want anybody coming to my house on the weekends unless I've invited them. Well, and I have, you know, I have four dogs. So it's just like a big barking scenario if you come and knock. And we have the, you know, we have the camera and the ring and stuff like that. So it's like, really, like, if I haven't answered the ring doorbell and you've walked by three cameras and you're knocking and I haven't answered, don't, don't knock again. I'm not coming. Like, it's yeah. not happening. I'm actually standing two inches away from you looking through the peephole, but I'm not coming out there at all. <laughs> I was talking to my upstairs neighbor last night. I was like, we need to, like, Blair Witch up the front of the house. Just, yeah. like, hang weird twigs and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. No, thank yeah. you. Because then they're always like, if they see my dogs, because the gate is right there, too, like, right next to yeah. our front door. And the dogs are always just outside when we're home because, we, the, you know, they can be in and out. And they always just want to say hi to everybody, and they're cute. So people are always like, oh, can I say hi? I'm like, don't touch my dogs. My, like, the worst thing you do is come up and try and talk to my me and my four dogs while we're walking in my, like, knockoff Gucci track pajamas and a hoodie. <laughs> like, I'm just like, no. What part of this is friendly? Like, no. And it's like, hi, how are you? And Bates is freaking out, and they're walking closer. It was like, what part of any of this says I want to talk to you? Exactly. No. I want you to get those leashes that say mean dogs. <laughs> Oh or I bite and wear it as a necklace on myself. You could buy yourself a harness and then just detach all the dogs to the harness. Ew, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not wearing a harness. My harness during wearing days are over. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that. There, there never were any. I never, that was never my thing. Good. All right. <laughs> so um, that was Degrassi Book Club. Yeah, I'm glad we went off the rails there. Yeah. I'll cut that out, I think. Probably not, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, next up, Wheels. That'll be Wheels. fun. I know. Again, though, I'm scared to touch that book. It is so perfect. Did I send you that one, or is it? No, it's one that I bought. It was, um, I think this one was supposed to be Snake, and it came as Wheels. Okay. And then when I ordered Wheels, it came as Snake. Oh. Yeah. Well, interesting thing. I have a pristine Wheels right here. Really? As well, yeah, I have another one. If you happen to mess it up, I can help you. Oh, good. Okay. So maybe I can relax while reading it. I was like, ooh, was I supposed to send that to you, actually? That's what I, that's what I was like. 
I was like, she should have to. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Degrassi Book Club and Caitlin. Uh, <laughs> thanks, we for what, four, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. We got four more books to go, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Join us next time as we discuss the next volume in the series, Wheels.